Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with me nearly my entire party. Our fighter is going to be a little behind schedule. But we have our Barbarian. That would be me, Pahokwi. Our Warlock. Hey, it's Necro. Our Bard. Hi, I'm Lauren. I will be playing Vala, the Asmar Bard. Our rogue. Hello, Elise. I will be playing Leonora. And our druid. I'm quite correct. So, when we last left off with our adventurers, they had recently found themselves at a T-intersection on the Great River that they've been cruising along and have turned eastward. Uh, it's been a day since then, and nothing much has happened. Maybe boredom has sunk in to some degree or another, but... Ultimately, that could be construed as a good thing. So it's midday. The summer is the 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 sun is hot in the air, but the the water is cool and tropical. So it's easy to find comfort, especially with the handcrafted back third of the raft covered with uh, canvas. Rip our tents. Well, I imagine something that would easily break up the monotony is lighting the fresh wick of a criticalwick.com candle. <laughs> the uh, the fragrances likes of which I have recently lit is Fighter. Fighter is a very hearty and leathery scent that I got to say I'm a big fan of. But uh, all right, so if no party members have anything to say on the matter, I guess I'll just fast forward you all another day. I'm showing off my critical wick candle. Yeah, but the listeners can't see that. Well, then they should learn to. Alright, listeners, you heard it here first. Transamptiate. Transstamptiate? Exceed your current state of being and witness what you're only normally able to listen to. So that you too (laughs) can enjoy the long rest lovely fragrance of the scandal. Alright, I think that's a sufficient plug. (laughs) So, anyone want to interact whatsoever with the day? Anything special? Any projects? Off the back of the boat. Hmm? I want to fish off All right. the back of the Make a nature check, or a survival check. Um, let me open my dice. And my d20. I will just sit and enjoy the company of Nara off the back of the boat, because fishing sounds like an enjoyable time. Something that would probably be a little foreign to you. Yeah, probably. Fishing is a thing. It's pretty interesting. What? Yak folk don't go ice fishing? There's no great bodies of water in the Great Expanse. Oh, yeah. that's true. Why would they need to go and get water? They're surrounded by it. Right. Okay. I'm um, sorry, was that a nature or survival? Survival. Okay, 19. One sec. All right, so you get a big hit onto your line, and you reel it in to the point where you start, you stand up and reel your your catch in, and what flops onto the boat onto the boat is a very much alive reef shark that is thrashing around. Uh, who is closest to the reef shark? Uh, not me. I've been uh, sitting down. I'm gonna punch it in the head. 
Put it in the nose. Yeah, I'm gonna punch it in. I'm gonna punch it in the head until it fucking settles down. All right, that doesn't go so well, and it latches its mouth onto your fist, and you take eight points of damage. <laughs> oh, do I not get to roll for that? No, I I rolled for it. Oh, okay. It attacked you when you well, punched it. Well, I'm gonna pretend that this is normal for fishing, and so that Fahokui doesn't get mad at me. All right. Do you want to give me a deception? Jeez. Oh, oh, sweet. Okay. 19, 20, 20, 25. Okay. Yeah. No, you absolutely come off as like, oh, yes, of course, the classic shark on the boat <laughs> maneuver. But uh, I assume that between the group of you, you guys, you know, kill this shark. So you can harvest the, the, the meat from it. And not just cut off its dorsal fin and throw it back in the water. I'm looking at you particular people who do that shit. You know who you are. It's 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 okay, Bahokui. This kind of thing happens to all of us our first time. Healing word. Okay. <laughs> you get uh, six hit points. <laughs> Did I lose any hit points from that shark bite? <laughs> yeah. You didn't tell me if I lost any. Oh, I did. I said it dealt you eight points of damage. Oh. You must have cut out. Well, how many did I get back? Six, so Six. you're down two. Okay, great. Let's <laughs> start. Hey, man, DM's got to get that damage in wherever they can. I, uh, that was not as enjoyable or relaxing as I thought it would be. <laughs> I disagree with the act of fishing and choose to remain a hunter. <laughs> I retreat under the canvas cover. <laughs> All right. So, um, I'm going to look around for anything that was damaged during our uh, pirate battle. Okay. And uh, mend. All right. Mend. Sure. You just throw some mends around. Thank you. Oh, I can just append the recording like I just did. So after mending different parts of the raft, what do you do? Um, chillax and work on my next hit single. Classic. <laughs> All right. So, so Bahokui, did you enjoy your multi-day nap that you had? Yes, I feel that I have thoroughly recovered all of my energy from that grueling wrestling match. <laughs> Good. And then I slightly flex a bit. Your slight flex turns into quite the flex. Fantastic. <laughs> it's very impressive. I know. Well, it sounds overall like the day is not much of enjoyment, or rather, Pokwe shoving his fist into a shark's mouth is the peak of the day. Session four, when I fisted a shark. Let me write that down. <laughs> that sounds like a Chuck Tingle original. Fisted shark. Okay, we're good. And it's more, I mean, it's it's session four, but it's it's far more than day four on your adventure. You guys have been on the road for probably close to almost three weeks at this point. So, uh, it's pretty uneventful. I mean, I mean, nothing happens. I mean, what's the, what's the nightly ritual like? What do you, who stands guard? Who sets anything to, or do you guys anchor for the night? Um, 
do we have are there uh lizard folk driving this uh raft or is it just us i believe just you guys us. just have it, yourselves on the raft yeah it's just us i asked if we wanted to hire anybody uh when we started and we're like nah we got this so. uh So I'm a fan of sailing through the night. Yeah. Why not? Previous previous time we sailed through the night and had someone stay and watch. Okay. Yeah, I would be. Yeah. I will join you in standing watch. I feel like we should bond. I shake my head in agreement. Let's try and imagine how that would how that would be. All right. Uh, so yeah, the the first shift is completely uh, peaceful. What do you guys do? do you want to get any RP for this evening or? Uh, so, where do you come from? I look at you very, with very glazy eyes, and I just point down, like to simulate that I'm from underground. Ah, underwater. That's weird for a bird, man. <laughs> I shake my head no, but then I make a, then I start making like a shoveling kind of motion. And then I kind of like try to make it look like a mountain above, and then point down that I'm from like under a mountain. Ah, for a moment I was going to ask if you are underwater miners, because that is a strange gesture. <laughs> I just keep laughing at you. Uh, but I simulate, I, and I say the word slave, and I like slap my wrist like I used to have shackles on it. Shackles on them. Uh, I give you a uh, friendly one-handed shoulder rub to uh, kind of break the tension of your past sa slavery, I suppose. At first, I cringe away because I never knew to never knew a friendly touch, but then I grew more into it as I see that you are good-natured and goodwill. Well, I'm glad that you have your freedom now, and you can enjoy this lovely raft ride with me. The first time I've ever been on a river. I pat you. I put a hand on your shoulder and I pat you as well to let you know that it's okay. We'll get through this. Thank you. I was. A little shaken up about fisting that shark earlier. <laughs> the only way to make a splorch more awkward is if it then bites you. I believe a That's wise true. a wise man once said. So, uh, you guys probably spend some amount of time trying to breach whatever gaps there are in language and get to know each other and appreciate each other a little more. Uh, when in the distance, the two of you sort of similarly timing realize there's a series of torches. There's, there seems to be some sort of village up ahead on the marsh side of the river. Bear in mind, at this point, you guys have, going down this river, you can see pretty evidently that to the left or to the north is, uh, is pretty quickly becomes marshland. But to the south is more open and fertile plains. But you see that there seems to be some manner of uh, village up ahead. 
do we have like we just have like a bell do we have like a bell on our little raft or anything to wake people up or no there's no alarm okay. or anything no alarm system okay uh well then i turn around and i'm i say it looks like we have a village up ahead I say, sound the alarm and point to the bard. I start squawking like a crow. <laughs> I like running around the boat, like, time to wake up. All right. <laughs> it comes naturally to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, does anyone... So I, wake up? Yeah. I mean, yeah, does anyone intentionally try to sleep through Necro squawking like a crow? <laughs> I lay down after the warning, after the stress of my day of fisting sharks, and choose to take a nap instead. I'm kidding. No, don't okay. do that. <laughs> well, the squawking has done more than woken your party members. You can see several torch lights appear outside of the perimeter light on this uh, village up ahead. It's still some distance between your raft and this village, but uh, you, uh, you, you don't imagine uh, you've gone unnoticed, I should say. More lizard folk? Would you like to give me a perception to discern potentially who lives in this village since no one's even really tried? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a 14. I have, a, I have a 17 worth of looking through the darkness to see what kind of people are uh, along this river. Okay. Um, anything other than that 17? Okay. So uh, the 17 is your best to look at. Um, Karak, you recognize, actually, the gate, uh, moreover, of the people that are approaching the shoreline of the river, they walk like your people, but they don't brandish broad, strong wings like you ho- like you own, and they're cloaked in long robes and hoods. But you recognize the way those legs work. They work just like yours. And it brings in you a sense of horror. Give me a history check. History. <laughs> Five. You've heard of these people, the Arakawa who have left Yalzar Minor and have found home in the wretched wetlands, who forsook their wings to sow earth. They are known as the Berechid. Betwixt human and bird, they are not your people anymore, and you're immediately filled with childhood stories of how little Arakoa fletchlings who wander too far home from home are taken by the wretched and made to drink of the muck and mire of the marshlands and to become their own. It fills you with a, with a bit of a shudder as you think of what might befall you and your comrades who might any minute now become face-to-face to what is essentially the boogeyman of your people. Hmm. These, these people, I, I believe they're not to be trusted. They're, my, my homeland tells stories of how they're, they're, uh, they forsook 
their uh, homeland. I, I don't know if we should stop here. Well, stopping? I would hope not. I don't think guests coming in the middle of the night would be welcome anyway. Perhaps they will let us simply drift down the stream past their village. So should we wait until morning? Or they could have some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> or they kill us. <clears throat> well, we, we've been able to fight lizard bull pirates and slaughter them viciously, and now they worship us, so. I enjoy good mystery. Though I do, I do, I do trust everyone's instincts, though, that they may not be more welcome, as welcoming. So do you all <clears throat> aim to just, like, breeze past this village? Do you weigh anchor and, or, uh, you know, put down your anchor and, and stop, or what? What's the judgment? Since, since Karak is the one of us that have heard of these, have you met? Yeah, you mentioned them. Um, I will. Tr I choose to trust his judgment on what we should do in this situation. I. I, I believe we should just uh, float our way past past this village and hope for the best. Alright. Okay. So, I'll back that plan. Alright. Sounds like we're doing that. Sounds so, good. their village does kind of kiss the edge of the river, so as you near this uh, thatch roof cottage-like village you can get a better picture. I mean, everyone that's awake can see almost a, a dozen of these hooded, tall, humanoid figures stand along the ridge of the river with spears or other weapons drawn, pointed towards your raft, but make no aggressive movement. It's almost a standoff moment. Um, you can see several more of them behind the initial line, all focusing on some sort of ritual, but unstarted. Uh, and as you sort of drift past, there's an eerie silence, no more than the sort of babble of the river and the occasional breath of air. Not a gasp or a yell as you all pass. Um, can I do an arcana check to see what kind of ritual they were performing? Sure. Maybe? Fourteen? It's a conjuration in nature. Okay. So as the moment passes and your raft passes the village and leaves it, and you feel that you're finally out of maybe Arrow's reach, you see the torch lights behind you fade away, and the attention on the shoreline dissipate. Nothing happens. Well, 
that thoroughly creeped me out. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I don't think I'll be going back to sleep tonight. Yeah, I think I'm good to keep watch for a few more hours now. Right? No, nothing makes a watchman want to take second watch quite like a spoopy encounter. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I think we should split up to cover more ground. Wait a second. What's everyone's <laughs> passive perception? Um, uh, passive perception? Yeah, passive. Ten. Ten? Mine's a nine. Nine? Fifteen. Fifteen? Anything higher than a fifteen. All right, well, until that changes, I'm just going to keep going to the druid for passive perceptions then. <laughs> uh, Karak, your your ears? Uh, I don't know how birds work. Um, <laughs> your ears hear the twang of a longbow string in the distance behind you. And before you can turn your head around to focus your attention upon it, you feel a slight tremor in the raft and see an arrow lodge into one of the logs that make up the bed of the raft. There is a note tied to the shaft. Uh, I'm gonna pull that arrow out and see what that note says. It's written in uh, Aurarian or Orion, whatever the language of the wind elementals is. Aurin? Aurin, yeah. It's a weird fake word. We can pronounce it however we want. <laughs> it says, "If there's a healer amongst your party and your and your mentions and kindness is benevolent, we have coin and and supplies. Should you stop?" And at the bottom there is a seal that is akin to the Arakoa household in nature, but its its icon is is foreign to you. These the people who sent this note are, are in need of a healer. I the seal is, is strange to me, and I think it might be from the village we just passed. But I'm not one to uh, pass up people in need. Uh, if other people decide we should uh, pull over our uh, our boat and see what's going on, I'm, I'd be okay with that. Did somebody say people in need? <laughs> I flex a little bit as I look, look off into the distance behind us. Oh, you look I off into the distance? Hold on. You look off into the distance behind you? Yeah, in the night. I don't really care what time of day it is, but I look behind us. So <laughs> as you notice amongst the direction behind you as you sort of heroically gesture, uh, you happen to see that there's actually someone above you flying back towards the village. And yet it's queer, because despite the figure looking much akin to your Arakoa friend, the wings that bring that being flight are bone and spectral in nature. That is very strange. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a simple barbarian, guys. <laughs> I don't, I'm jealous that this bird has wings, even if they're just made of bone. So, is the rest of him bone? Are his outsides on his inside? No. I mean, How does this work? 
It just that pulls my wings. All I said is what I said. Like he looked at this person. It's it looks like his friend, the Arakoa, but it's it's its wings are not like feather and flesh. It's bone and and spectral energy, as it were, almost ghostly. Everyone, as weird as that thing was in the sky, these are people asking for help, and I agree with Karak that we should offer our hands while we're here. I agree. After all, they haven't actually done anything to, you know, suggest they'd harm us. They were just super creepy. I want to help them as well, and we might be able to learn more about what was going on in the village, too, as we passed. Well, as this discussion's going on, you're consistently drifting down the river away from that village. I throw down anger. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I'm going to point that out, because you guys are like, huh, we might want to stop if there was only something we could do to make that happen. <laughs> All right, so in a haste, the bard throws anchor over, and with a slight jolt, the raft comes to a stop. You're maybe 500 feet or 500 yards or so away from the village's borders. Well, let's uh, grab some of this raft. The fighter offers to mind the boat. (laughs) That's fine. That's very kind of you. Yeah, I'm ready to set off. Yep. Yeah. All right. The rest of the party arrives at the... Oh, hey, there's the fighter just while we were speaking for him. (laughs) Hey, it's... You have an exciting mission today, (laughs) Nick. Awesome. So what you've missed, Nalos, is the party has drifted down the river another day and a half or so of time. And uh, during the night, while two of the party members were awake and uh, minding the 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 wear of the, while two of the party members were posting guard, that's how you say that sentence. Um, they noticed a village on the riverside, and as you all passed by, the druid recognized the people that lived there as sort of the Arakoa boogeyman. Uh, I don't know how much detail he actually went into, but I believe he mentioned that they shouldn't be trusted. And so the rat, you all just sort of passed them by. But while you did so, they uh, had a detachment of like six or so people standing on the river's edge with like spears and weapons pointed towards your raft, but made no aggression towards you and were cloaked in robes and hoods. However, after your raft traveled a little distance away, an arrow was shot into the logs of your raft, attached to which was a note that asked if there was a healer amongst your party that uh, they are in great need of one, and should your desires and means be benevolent, they would gladly supply you with gold and supplies for your services. All right. So, uh, your party has just decided to weigh, to haul anchor, uh, or sorry, to weigh anchor and, uh, head to the shoreline and then go up and see if they can be of assistance. 
Sound, sounds good so far. All right. Are you joining them? Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Okay. Can we, can we um, since we're not leaving anybody with our raft at that point then, um, can we guard it somehow? I mean, it really uh, wouldn't be, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be unreasonable for you guys to just like grab, like haul the anchor up and then put two of your <clears throat> brawny boys on carrying the anchor and dragging the raft back upstream. Yeah. Oh, I like carrying strong stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's four of us that can, you know, help drag this raft. Yeah. We could double time this. We can get it up there. No problem guys. Yeah. So you guys are able to do that relatively easily. Uh, the next two charisma-based skill checks to deal with these people are going to be a disadvantage for you, uh, Karak. Okay. Um, You believe the note that you read, but you can't quite shake what you grew up learning about these people. So you guys near the village, and uh, that same sort of detachment of six or so cloaked figures step forward out of the ring of uh, standing torches that light the perimeter of this pretty modest village. You imagine it would be it would be quite the surprise to you if more than sixty or seventy people live in this village. But uh, they step forward, and past them, a hunched-over elder walks and leans on their uh, cane quite heavily. Uh, the cane is carved out of a beautiful white wood of some sort, and upon it glistens a beautiful pearl. They remove their cloak and reveal themselves to be very much like your druid in appearance, except its feathers are slicked black, almost by oil or blood that has been caked. Looking somewhere between your your druid's appearance and your warlock's features, or the bat the, the opposite. Um, it doesn't have like a long beak like Necro has. It's more of a stunted, hawk-like beak, uh, like Karak. And speaks in Aryan and looks to Karak as it speaks. We have requested that you stop and aid us, foreigners and kin. And it says kin was sort of a hiss. We think not that your people, other than you, know our tongue. But if you would step into our homes, we can show you the problem. To which the sort of slipshod group of warriors uh, sort of makes two files of uh, a two filed sort of hallway to greet the party into this village. Uh, not knowing the language, I choose to follow the lead of the people who do. <laughs> I'm going to relay some of the information just that they, uh, they welcome us in their uh, looking for help. I'm going to ask for a little bit more information before I'm willing to go into the village. Because if there's a you know contagious plague that they have going on, I don't, I don't want to go nearer than I have to. Then I'll uh, ask the elder, "What's what's the before we're willing to help? What is the nature of the uh, the problem that you want to help us help with?" It's turns its hooded head, its 
um, re it, no, its unhooded head over its shoulder to you, and then throws its sharp but aged eyes at your party, noticing that there was some side chatter, although it probably doesn't understand, and goes, "Your unfeathered friends have no worry for what ails us, although yourself and the shorter mountain folk." You may want to prepare yourself. I, I'll I'll say it's okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let the Hokui go in front of me. <laughs> I can hold it up. I I speak I speak. Uh, it was Orn. Yeah, the wind language. Yes. All right. So yeah, Nalos just fucking struts forward like guys. Figure it out. It's cool. <laughs> uh, the, I don't want to crack and I'll stay in front of him the the village as you all sort of collectively walk in um, sorry does Necro enter yes I walk I walk forward as well because I understand the language of the wind okay um, so you all enter the village uh, it is immediately set upon you that this place despite the overall drab and mired look to it is clearly a functioning village uh there is obviously a place where food stocks are kept there's clearly you know the homes are not built out of actual thatch and clay like there's there's some architecture to these buildings um they wouldn't take like a you know uh I'm trying to think of what, like, you would siege a village with. It wouldn't take cannon fire, but it would... It, it does clearly stand up to its conditions quite well. And uh, most of the people that you see walk around look like, again, the the same appearance as that elder, except uh, their feathers are all darker in tone, although not slick and oiled like the elder's was. But I'm very sorry to interrupt. Sure. I'm just trying to get a grasp of where we are. So is this like in what's technically the swamp? Yes. You guys are okay. on the north side of the river. Okay. Um, and do these guys all have bone wings? Uh, the, the so it's hard to tell because nearly every person, maybe it's because it's night, maybe it's because these people, but are almost all wearing long cloaks. But you can see, uh, you know, protrusions on the back. Uh, as if you were to throw a bed sheet on your druid, like it's it's hard to hide wings if you have them. Uh, but clearly, there's something on their backs, but you can't quite see. Okay. And uh, the elder leads you all to sort of the center of the village, where there is a modest bonfire. Uh, and the, around it is a circle of cots. And on each of these cots is a uh, Arakoa person laying on their back asleep, but they seem to be afflicted with a pretty unanimous series of symptoms if anyone can give me a medicine check. Fourteen. Alright, so with that 14, I heard someone roll a die. Uh, that's only 11 for me. Okay. Um, 
So you don't know what's ailing them, Karak, but you see a visual symptom. Uh, all of them in different states of degree, it seems almost as if the color and pigments of their feathers are draining into their skin. Like, some of the more sickly and weak-looking have almost no color left in their feathers as it gets closer to their skin. But the healthier ones have almost their entire color in their feathers, almost to the peak of the feather. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Uh, going into today, I didn't have uh, detect poison and disease uh, as one of my, my spells, but would I have to wait a long rest or could I... I'm of the firm belief that if you want to cast a non-ritual spell that you haven't prepared as a ritual and using the spell slot, you can do that, but it takes 10 minutes per spell level to cast it. And you still lose the spell slot. Right. So I'd, I'd like to cast uh, Detect Poison and Disease and see uh, what I can uh, discern. discern from that. The, as you begin to perform this, the elder approaches you and rests a uh, a winged hand upon your shoulder and shakes its head towards you. There is no need for that, my young friend. I can tell you all that you would learn from your spell. Okay. I myself am in tune with the ley lines of the world. But even I am not powerful enough to remove what afflicts my people, and certainly not at a rate that would prevent its spread. And as he removes his hand from you, you can see that there is a patch of oiled substance on your uh, sleeve or shoulder or wherever he rested his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing you record... Yeah, you in this universe? What? Seeing you recoil, he looks at his hand and looks at you and shakes it towards you and goes, Worry not. This muck that I have covered myself in is to protect myself from the disease. I may have dirtied and soiled your your clothes, but tis not I that you should worry of infection. He, uh, he bids your party to follow you as he wants to talk to you all as he as you all walk towards the north side of the village. Okay. So continuing, he sort of looks to uh, the three people that seem to understand him. And he goes, continues on. There is a hag, sisters, that live less than a day's walk north from the village. They will have abilities to cure our people. But we have not the ability or brawn to complete the task they've set forth for their services. We ask that you all would herald that cause and slay a beast on their behalf. They will undoubtedly reward you with curing us, but we in turn would reward you as you would desire. I mean, we may as well go for it. We're already ahead of schedule on our way. Do you guys convey that to the rest of us that can't speak it? Yeah. 
So guys, there's like some monster thing, and some some weird witch people up north. They they want this gone, and if we help them kill it, they'll help these people, and we'll be helped by them. It it seems like a pretty good deal. So you're uh, saying I have to slay a monster to help these people? One sec. Yes. Um. Sorry, we just paused. Um, someone was explaining something to the someone else, and they said yes. Oh, we said yes. Okay. I think. Uh, uh, we said we have to fight a giant monster, and I said yes. Okay. All right. Oh. I'm no healer, but that sounds like something more my speed. I'm down. I'm all, all right. about it. Let's fight some monsters. All right. No monsters. Big ones. So, the uh, the elder looks to your party and uh, produces from a pouch on his belt a porous and wide-open-topped mushroom and sort of covers his hand away from uh, Karak as he shows it to him slightly and goes, This is what bedeviled our village. Tread carefully around it, for you and your friends of the feathered persuasion will find yourself in a similar fate. Okay. Stay away from mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's got like a green cap, but it's porous and you can see like it's uh it's got like little black orbs in the pores. Probably it's spores. Mm-hmm. As it's the elders restows the mushroom and uh, offers you all a place to stay for the night, should you desire, or finish your rest on your raft before you go out in the morning, or you can all just go now. It's probably early morning, like early, early morning. I'm talking like 3 4 a.m. Do we have to travel to get to the uh, monster we're killing? Well, you don't know where the monster you're killing is yet. We have to go, what was it, a day's north to speak to the hags? Yeah. Or less than a day's north. Well, and I assume we'd have to travel off course, like off of the river, to do that? Yeah, it would be on land. Okay. Well? Um, I want to ask the, or have one of our people ask their people, if we can leave our raft behind, because I don't want to have to drag this with us everywhere. Um, sure. so, I just asked the elder if uh, they could look after our raft while while we're gone and not to make sure it doesn't go anywhere and nothing happens to it. The elder nods and says, the least we could do is protect the carriage of our saviors. Yep. Might as well um, head up now. I mean, do do any of our do any of you need to rest and I suppose maybe adjust what uh I mean I'm magic still down a few hit points from fisting a shark. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm down a, a spell. I missed a lot on my swim. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a a short rest wouldn't be so bad if we're going to be traveling well, that much. Well, I mean, much. you also could have short-rested during that half day 
I mean, you have long rested since then. Okay. So I would say your health is full again, really. Okay. <clears throat> but I am ready to roll out. Yeah. <laughs> Man. If you all are ready, let's go. Yep. All right. No one ever saved a village. Roll out. Uh, so what does a monster have to do with a messed up spore, though? I'm assuming that something with the monster is like the cure for this, personally. Well, the uh, the elder said that uh, killing the monster was just what the uh, the the witches or whatever wanted us to uh, to to do in order for them to cure the the type people. Mm. Mm. I left those details out in my paraphrasing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that makes sense. So do you guys head out straight away then? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Early bird gets the giant monster. As it were. All right. You all head north, uh, as was described where the hags live. Uh, it sucks. Marching, <laughs> marching through the marsh is a fucking bad deal. Yeah, um, I, I would just like to fly for most of it because I am spooked by this whole situation and I do not like uh, mushrooms. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm riding on Chesapeake. <laughs> right. I mean, you wouldn't mind because you've been wet most of your life, but right. For, this is almost refreshing. Yeah, I mean, for, but for everyone else who is like, ew, there's mud everywhere. Uh. And yeah, finding... this thoroughly sucks for the furred individuals of the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you all, you know, you make your way. I mean, maybe you're caked in mud and muck up to your knees at one point or another, but overall, you get through it. And in the distance, before you reach it, you see a small hut with a poofing chimney of smoke. suppose this is uh, what we've been looking for. Shall we uh, proceed and ask the uh, find out if this yeah. is where we're supposed to go? Yeah. Let's do it. I'll go up and knock on the door. Alright, uh, you will be stopped before you get that close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> rising out of, a, out of a briar patch as you pass by it, you hear a crackly but enthusiastic voice uh, and you see a, a old humanoid woman step out of the briar and like run her f- long gangly fingers through her hair and you can see that there's just as much bramble in the hair as there is hair <laughs> and sort of sidles up to the party as you walk and uh, sort of looks to you all and goes so, what brings you to my sister's home? What language is, is she saying this in? Common. Okay. I just wanted to be sure. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, we were asked to come here by some rather sickly-looking bird folk. Um, they need help. And they said you all could help. But a task needs to be done. Oh, of course, of course. 
Yes, the wither feathers. Hmm. And she, like, turns back to that briar patch that she was obviously within before and, like, digs into the ground a moment and disappears from your vision. And then, Nalos, you feel something, like, pecking at your at your upper arm. And as you look over, she's actively trying to pry scales off of your skin. Could, could, could you maybe not? Sorry. Not often that someone of your complexion comes so close to home. Hard to find people like you. But of course. Of course. And she, like, slides off of Chesapeake back into the muck. <laughs> Sufficiently creepy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this whole area is just, just creep town. Um, and she walks to the head of your group and, like, waves over her shoulder for you all to follow her back to the home. And she goes, very well, very well. My sisters would love to meet most of you. Chesapeake, you stay here. Okay. Just don't let her touch you. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're, they're gonna try to grab her legs and, like, boil them and make them into crab stew. That'd be horrible. Delicious. Hey, uh, how often do you walk up to, like, someone on a horse and go, man, I can't wait to make adhesive out of your animal's feet? (laughs) You don't, right? Because that's shitty and rude? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shouldn't do that to Chesapeake. That's not nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway. Alright, so, uh, I'll at least follow her, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm walking up. Yep. Yeah. I miserably follow the rest of the party. My mud caked fur. It's a good thing you bought that soap. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did that. I thought ahead. Four sessions ahead. I walk with the group as well. Alright. Uh as you all um approach the sh- the the shack, uh you see a woman singing quite beautifully, actually. Uh in fact, everyone make a charisma saving throw. Thirteen. Fifteen. Twenty-three. Four. Ten. All right, everyone that got less than sixteen, mm-hmm. uh, you have disadvantage on... Basically, you're charmed by this by this woman sitting on the the bench on the front porch. Okay. Um, you're well, not gonna act. Dazzling. What? Well, yeah, she is very dazzling. Well, you haven't you don't have no idea what she looks like. She's just enchanted you with her song. But uh, you all see this woman, and she looks like mom, just like obviously a mom. She's very sweet, and she has round little cheeks, and she's sewing something by hand uh, or sorry not sewing she's uh oh what would the word be knitting thank you knitting she's knitting what you can only interpret as a sleeve as you all approach and the sort of briar haired sister steps on and she says Aphesma we have guests to the uh sort of rounder cheek sister looks up and goes 
Oh, well, stew's almost ready. It'd be wonderful to share that with more than just ourselves, wouldn't it? And, uh, the door opens to which a, uh, small cat-like being, not cat-like being, it's a fucking cat, um, <laughs> sort of paws the door open and meows quite loudly, uh, to which the Briar sister sort of kicks the cat and walks into the shack and goes, yes, yes, we can all hear it boiling. But uh, the door closes behind her, and you are all left sort of on the front porch in a probably mild state of bewilderment, and this rosy-cheeked sister stands up and sort of brushes her thighs off and and looks to you all and sort of puts uh, her hat firmly upon her brow and says, So, what brings you young dearies so far out into the mire? Uh, we are seeking to uh, help out the uh, sick bird folk from uh, just uh, ways away. She sort of nods as she hears you speak, and she goes, Yes, yes, it's very tragic what happens to them, and we would love to help them. They've sent people, but our price is respectable, and they cannot pay it. And we must keep to the ways of nature. Uh, we seek to um, pay their price for them. Her eyes sort of light up a touch and go, Oh, well then, may I interest you all in some stew and then some advice before we send you on your way? A dry area and food, I'm in. I know, I've been marching all day. Yeah. Uh, this woman who has been called a Fesma walks up to Pahokwi and she sort of looks you over and gives you like a doting look and sort of like brushes away at your you know the the fur near your 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 mouth and nose and you see flakes of mud and dirt fly off and she sort of whisks her hand at your lower body and all of the dirt and mud flies off your fur as if it was cleaned because there's no way for you to step into our home all muddy <laughs> oh, that is so relieving. And uh one of you should learn that spell. <laughs> <laughs> she does a similar manner to each of you in the group before she welcomes you in to the house. Uh it seems to be just these two sisters, uh the briar haired and Ephesma, and they offer you wooden bowls and spoons for your little bowls of soup. Uh, Does anyone not partake of the soup? I do not partake. Okay. I don't... I'll eat some. Um, I want to smell it first. Can I deem anything by smelling it? Sure, give me a nature check. Uh... Four. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, It smells delightful. Uh, I mean, a little on the spicy side, almost like a chili, but 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 very tasty smelling. So I'm charmed. Do do I need? Do I have to eat the soup? If uh, she offers it. She offers it to you, and if you want to not, you need to give me a charisma save. Okay, I want to not. And oh, disadvantage. Okay, eleven. Two. God damn it. 
Yeah, okay. no, you, you, you gladly take the soup. It's delicious. It's yeah. a little bit spicy, like chili. Yeah. Uh, where's the cat? Uh, the cat is, like, cleaning itself on a nearby table. I pet the cat. The cat paws at your hand and says, in common, Don't touch me, you rube! I start to say something, but roll my eyes and just turn back around to the group and start to eat my soup. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not question it. Just... Yeah. yeah. It's tasty. He seems like a nice lady. Yeah. Like I've already eaten my first bowl of soup and asked for a second. A Fesma almost gives you a pat on that a pat on the head and smiles widely as she offers you another bowl of soup. <laughs> Fucking delicious. Uh at this point the briar haired uh woman sort of after having some soup of her own, looks to you while sort of, you know, huddled into their pretty modest shack and goes, So, me and my sister will have you travel to the east. There will be a beast that we want you to kill. It has a big eye. We want its eye. Okay. A big eye. What type of beast is this? Oh, it is four-legged and cloven like you. And it only has one singular eye, or you would only, like, one of its eyes? You could probably figure that out quite easily when you see it. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and you, for the service, you will uh, cure the, the uh, blight of the, uh, the bird people? She nods and sort of waves her hand at you and goes, Of course, of course, it would be a task, but we can do it. Okay, do you have any advice for uh, facing off with this beast? Wow. Ephesma. She sort of, like, looks to her sister, who is, like, mid-sip of soup and goes, Well, I would suggest that you be careful and be wary of magic on it because as you could guess the reason why we have not removed its eye is because magic is less than perfect on it it is a dim creature but a powerful one I cracked my knuckles because that sounds like a good time (laughs) Uh, thank you for your advice that's very helpful Uh, how far to the east do we need to go? Oh, not far at all, dear. I mean, you could almost see it from our porch if you were careful. That's impressive. Well, we used to use it as a guard dog, and, well, it stopped liking what it got to eat and turned rogue. But its eye is all we ever wanted anyway. Well... Say no more. We'll have that eye back to you in no time. Alright. So, um, the uh, 
briar-haired sister beckons Necro and Karak to her, and she says, I must protect you from what ails the people you aim to save. Okay. Okay. The beast likes to lay amongst the mushrooms that plague the people you aim to help. Uh, and she she beckons you to come closely. The spell is powerful, but she must say it quietly. Make charisma saving throws. Ten. Twelve. Alright, you both, like, lean in real close, and she pulls from her pouch a mushroom with a green top and porous head, and she, like, rings her fingers up along the shaft so that the pores poof into both of your faces. Mm. And she goes, Now that you're sick with what ails your friends, you will work double hard to make sure you get the cure, won't you? Now leave our homes. Just savage. <laughs> I, I don't care because I'm still charmed by her, and I love her. Not No, you're charmed by your sister. Oh, we'll, we'll fuck there. <laughs> You guys both take six points of damage, and balls of, of of poison damage if it matters. And uh, yeah, you are both poisoned this, as the status. Oh. Right. Uh, what does uh, what does that affect for us? <clears throat> Being poisoned. Poisoned. You have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Okay. Well, at least it's not ick. (laughs) I'm going to tell her that I thought that that was rude, and we are good for our word. And she sort of snidely whips her head towards you at an almost unnatural angle uh, and says, Well, no, never mind your word. Now your friends will die if they don't do the job right. So pitter-patter. I'm imagining uh, Baba Yaga from um, uh, Spirited Away for both of these. Uh, you're close, okay. but not quite. I-, I like myself a Baba Yaga, but these are not Baba Yaga. I mean, spoilers. They're not Baba Yaga. <laughs> um, well, I guess we better get moving then. Uh, yeah. 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 Very upset with these uh, these witches, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see about that when I'm when I'm not sick anymore. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you all head eastward. I take it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Indeed. It's, it's not long before you can see that the the general vegetation becomes far more fungal in quite the hurry. Mm. And, uh, amongst that growing vegetation and the fungal variety, there is a mushroom cap that almost looks like a house. I hope there's little mushroom people in it. Is there a door? I want to knock on the mushroom door. There is a door, but you're quite the distance away still. Is this a big mushroom house? 
I mean, arguably larger than the shack you just left. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's not like Smurfs. No, no, no. no. All right. Uh, oh, well. Okay, you guys approach, and you see rise from the mire a tall head, almost like a giraffe. Upon it rests a camel-like skull with a singular cyclopean eye. Everyone make a constitution save. Oh, and also roll initiatives. Do you want our constitution saves first? I will take them in the order I asked. Okay. Okay. Uh, just, constitution just let me know. Is... Let me know if you got anything under a fifteen. Fuck. Okay, yep. I'm above that. <laughs> I got a fifteen on both. Okay. I got an eight for my constitution. I got six on both. Do you want our initiative as well? Uh, yes. Hmm. All right, and we're gonna. It's so cute. Is it cute? Yeah, it's like a yak, dragon, floppy giraffe. Don't don't you compare me to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Pahokwi, what's your initiative? Uh, fifteen. Nora, Ooh. sorry, Nara. Fifteen. Uh, Nalos. Uh, initiative is nineteen. Uh, Vala. Sixteen. Kairok. Eleven. Necro. Six. And did anyone get under fifteen? For the con save? Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? Yep. I did too. Okay, you are all frozen and uh, paralyzed. Okay. That's not like icy frozen, but like can't move. Well, fuck. And uh, I assume between Nara and Pahokwi, Nara has a higher dex. Uh, 15. What's, what was your dex? 15. Okay, 13. Alright, so on initiative, it is that being's turn. It is going to register that some of you are not frozen in place. And it is going to howl loudly in a sort of almost... You guys know what a loon sounds like? No, but for the sake of this, I'll pretend I do. Here, I'll see if I can uh, pull it up while I, I describe the rest of its action. It is going to focus its eye at the party again in a cone, hitting pretty much all of you since it's like 20 feet away. Uh... Everyone who's not paralyzed, make a con save. Nat 20. Plus 5, so 25. As if that was required. <laughs> 12. Alright. Does Chesapeake have to make a con save? Chesapeake's not with you. 
rage I left her at the house. Oh, we could have had a crab versus giraffe fight. <laughs> could have just snipped its neck off. I mean, you're right. <laughs> On many an occasion, oh, hey. I don't want to hear you. I want to hear the fucking <laughs> bird. Alright. So like That's that. That's terrifying. That's yeah. spooky. Yeah, dude. Spoilers, if you ever want to make something scary, just fucking put the loons call on repeat. It's fucking eerie as shit. Anyway, so uh, it makes that noise and then gazes at the party in which a very visible beam of cone of energy just covers the party. Uh, I know, Pahok, we got a huge con save. What was everyone else's? You cut out there after saying that I got a huge con save. What was everyone else's? Uh, I think that needed to give it. Really, everyone else except for Pahokwi is, is already paralyzed and stunned. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 it's just me and this dangerous beast. You say <laughs> yes. Uh, Tell me more. Well, it's it's uh, your initiative. Great, I rage. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I'm going to swing my javelin straight at its fucking neck. Swing or throw? Swing. I'm going to go for it. I thought we were like... 20 feet away. 20 feet away? Oh, yeah, I have 30 feet of movement, so I'm going to fucking run up to that thing and swing a All right, you swing your javelin. Nineteen. All right, you hit it. Cool. Well, let's roll some damage. Eleven. You have plus five to damage. On? Oh, do you, you mean, mean your glaive? Five? Yeah, I said my glaive. You said no, you said javelin. You said javelin a couple of times. <laughs> I thought I was still saying glaive this whole time, because I would definitely be holding my glaive. Right, no, I thought that was the, the case, but you, but you said javelin, and I was like, you okay, you mean your javelin, and you're like, yeah, my javelin. And I'm like, all right. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a big deal. I believe that you meant your glaive. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was something in these cookies I ate, I guess. Maybe. Uh, so yeah, it would be 11 with my glaive. Yes. All right, you you sink it into into its flesh, and it makes that same eerie cry again. Uh, do it again. <laughs> it haunts my nightmares. Good. All right, uh, is that your initiative? Uh, yeah, that's all I can do. All right. Um, um, also, don't forget about my uh, ancestral protectors that show up for that. Right. Um, so since I hit it. Uh, it hinders its attacks. Right, and and how and in what way again? Uh, any attack that it makes on anybody but me until next turn has disadvantage. Right. All right. Um. So. Uh, also, if it hits anybody else, 
yeah. they have resistance to the damage dealt by its attack. Gotcha. So it's just going to whip its large club tail at you. Um, does a 20 hit you? Yeah, yeah. You take 11 damage as not only does the club-like chetanous tail slam into you, but the spines on it sink into you and are stuck in you as it pulls its tail away. And then you hear a cry in common shout-out as the door to the mushroom house kicks open and a withered hag-like woman steps out with a singular, with a pinched eye and a large eye steps out and shouts, leave him alone, leave my beast be. Who dare you step on my land? Well, I guess I have to answer since everybody else is... Okay. Stunned, yeah. Um, yep. We come for... I guess one of your eyes... <laughs> she but we were only told there was a beast here. Uh, the be- the beast before you sort of slinks into the muck uh, as she steps forward pointing her cloven hand at you repeatedly and says oh my sisters brought you here t'was not enough for them to curse me to be like my beast but they would send beings like you to step upon my fungal growth and kill me Well, actually, we came originally to help a village of sickly bird people. We didn't really expect that there would be anybody living in this swamp, let alone protecting the creature that we came for. Uh, she is within five feet of you. Have you made any gestures toward her at that point? I'm I'm not raising my arms, like, menacingly at uh, her or anything. Like, I'm not ready to swing at her. Uh, so she, like slaps the air in front of her and you feel like a force tap the top of your head and she goes it's me that you're here to kill by my sister's request you brainless brawn boy and she like throws a a hand towards your party who are able to breathe again and move I turn to them and say Nothing's ever easy, is it, guys? <laughs> well, apparently not. I shrug as best I can while frozen. You're not frozen anymore, is what I was just saying. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to ask the witch if she can uh, cure the disease on our two friends here. She looks at you and looks at your friends and then kneels down and pulls up a mushroom that have you've all recognized at this point for the second time uh, and goes, yes, I grow the fungi that affix, afflicts she like licks her lips and goes, afflicts your friends. I of course could cure them. Would, would you be so kind as to cure them? And we can have a nice civil discussion. 
civil discussion, you came and you attacked my animal and you threatened to kill me on the blind whims of my sisters who have cursed me. You would have to do things that are good with others. Can I make a, a persuasion check? Sure. Well, somebody else has to handle this because I already tried to decapitate her pet. Uh, uh, I rolled a 10, but I'm going to say um, clearly we were manipulated by your uh, your sisters. It is uh, not our fault that they misled us. So if you could please uh, be kinder than them and uh, cure our friends here uh, and perhaps... Uh, the rest of the village that would be uh, very kind indeed and near the end of your sentence you hear her you see her sort of go like that and your jaw like snaps shut and you don't finish your words <laughs> and she says of course you were manipulated you're so simple the lot of you aren't you no it is a fool that does the errands for a hag and the lot of you are but in the interest of me not having to expend the energy and spirit to remove you from my homestead or risk the potential death that I could come to your barbarian-like hands, I will in turn ask you to go and slay my sisters. And should you do so, I will gladly help your friends in the village. We have to... But she seems right. so nice. Mm. Mm. All right, group huddle. Group huddle. Group huddle. Huddle up. Huddle up. We pull everybody to a side. Right. We need to find the cure. Just a question, real quick. Do we know that we are charmed, or are we just all like completely? You're you're no longer charmed. Anyone who was charmed by Ephesma is no longer charmed. Okay. Okay. You were only charmed while in her presence. Aha. So this is not looking good. Either way, we have to kill some old ladies. <laughs> yeah. At this point, either way, I want to kill an old lady after this. <laughs> I, I vote we uh, find out what the cure is, see if we can take it to the uh, the bird people, and then just kill the lot of the hags. <laughs> all. <laughs> I want them all dead. <laughs> we should I keep think- their talking cat. <laughs> I think at very like we should probably kill the first two because they were real nasty. Like they were rude. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. She she me out. I mean, this one did just say that they cursed her also to appear like her pet. So maybe she's maybe she's the better one. <laughs> maybe we can help her too. I mean, she already gave us a quest to help her just now. Yeah. And, and to, to just... be fair, she's certainly had the opportunity to murder us, and she has not done so. You bring up a good point. So I guess she wanted stuff yeah. from us, so it's like, yeah. Let's kill the sisters. Find the Fuck cure it. ourselves and go What's... away. What's maybe... hmm. Could we ask her to cure... Karak and Necro first to prove that she can. Because we're um, gonna need their strength. Yeah, that's a good point. Get her first. 
Oh, I mean, I'd, I'd like at least proof that she can do what she says. Since it's been a little bit of time, um, <clears throat> Karak and Necro, you both take five poison damage. Hmm. I think that that's fair. We we should ask for proof. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. Miss, what what is your name? How how may we refer to you? She sort of peers her one eye at you and goes. My name doesn't matter, but you may call me your fate. Or your fateness. Your fateness. Alright. Your your fateness. We are sorry that we were misled and sent to attack you and your pet. I, I know what it's like to have a large monstrous pet myself. <laughs> could you could you at least cure our two friends here first, and then we will gladly help you with your sisters but she, as it is we will likely need them to help defeat them and it's it's going to be very rough if they are still poisoned she nods a little and says Can I roll for sweet? okay yeah go ahead <laughs> go ahead no go ahead that is i believe a 20 that's a 22 yeah all right she nods and crookedly smiles out of one side of her lips and looks to you and says, I will do this, but first, tell me, what is it my sisters wanted from me? Your eye. Yeah. She nods and goes, this makes sense. They believe it has great magical power, and they would be right. But I have a plan for you all to muscle through. She pulls. She puts her big clawed hand up to her eye and pulls her large eyeball out of her head and hands it towards the group of you and says, Go to my sisters and return to them my eye. When you see the opportunity, strike them down. Well, a clever ruse. What magical powers does your eye have? All of them, fool. I don't know if that's magically possible. How, well, would how you will you know when the time is right? Oh, it will be obvious, even for someone such as yourself, who normally doesn't bother breathing air. <laughs> Alright. It's like, um, it sounds like an insult, but it's like, not really an insult, but whatever. Yeah. It's just fact. <laughs> That's fair. This sounds like a fine plan, and I would like to not be poisoned anymore, please. And she uh, agreed. Dan over here. She uh, per- she pulls she pulls up. <laughs> she pulls up a fresh mushroom, the likes of which that just poisoned you not an hour ago. Uh, produces a small stone bowl, and with her fingers crushes the mushroom. Uh, reaches her pinky finger into her concave eye socket and flicks some blood into the into the moist mixture and then pulls several vials of weird oil into it, mashes it by hand, and then walks up to the two of you and takes a splotch of it on her thumb and rubs a strip down your foreheads, as it were. Uh, and you can feel it almost burrow into your skin and lightly acidically burn but you were immediately uh, 
healed for three points of damage each and are no longer poisoned slash diseased. <laughs> well, that was yeah. something. Tag you magic, are, man. Uh, it's gross at best. So we're so we're uh, cured now. Yes, you're no longer diseased or poisoned, and you healed three points of health. Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, I'm. I'm going to uh, go ahead and touch Necro and myself and cast Cure Wounds. <laughs> we're, could, we're both uh, down a bunch of hit points still, probably. I could use a heal at some point as well. Uh, Necro, you go up uh, five hit points, and so do I. Oh, thank you so much, friend. Somebody happens to have a heal they could throw at my 11 missing hit points, could they? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll touch you as well. Correct, please touch me. Uh, please. I will uh, lay on hands as well. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's okay, yeah. I, I got 11 hit points for Hopi. Oh, fantastic. I'm right. I'm nearly out of uh, first level spell slots, though. <laughs> so it sounds like the bard's up for main heals on the next battle. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> what about that song you've been working on? <laughs> that fresh right. single. It's called Temporary Hit Points. Fresh <laughs> yeah. Uh, so who wants to hold the eye? <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> Night. No. As you hold it, by the way, Nellis, you see it busily looks all over the place. I, uh... I need both hands for this this weapon. I just know. Night. And then I turn around. Well. Shall we walk back and deal with our new responsibilities? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just keep that disgusting thing out of my sight. <laughs> Are you sure? Don't. Stop. <laughs> I, I walk at a slightly brisker pace than Nala's to keep away from his weird eye. Alright, uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Just a thought. I think we should lead them into coming outside the house and not go back in there. I mean, is, does anybody prefer to fight inside a house? I feel like it would be I, better if we have... I don't think I will be able to swing my weapon inside of that house. Yeah, yeah. definitely outside. Yeah, is there right. any way we can get them to come out? So... Like, send in Chesapeake to be like, hey, chase me, and they chase him outside, or her outside. I, I don't think she'll fit through the door. No. Chesapeake is borderline the size of the house. Like, we return their house. and somehow there is a crab-shaped oh. door on the house. All right, we'll cross this bridge when we get to it. Right. Let's get back to that house. All right. Uh, uh, so, are there any? Good. Do we do we want to plan some kind of um, like? sneaky attack thing. I can go in playing my uh, enthralling performance and try and charm them. Um, 
or you know I can try and cast a hold person before um, we enter into any kind of, of combat situation. I uh, are we having this conversation on an in character or out of character basis right now? In character, I guess. Okay. So, I'm going to cast the spell Hold Person on them, or should I use my character ability Enthralling Performance? Okay. Uh, (laughs) I can try and um, uh, hold hold them in place uh, with a spell, or I could uh, attempt to charm them with music upon arrival. Uh, does anybody else have I- other ideas? I can well. stand at them. Okay. Hold them. If you can hold them in place, then I can go invisible quickly and sneak up upon them. And uh, I, mean, I can only really do this once, but be able to surprise stab at one of them. Oh. I think this deception... Sounds like a pretty good plan that you guys have thought up. Okay. I mean, my part in it will be swinging this, and I have my weapon. But, uh, yeah, you do that. Mm. Alright, so you all begin to approach. Uh, this is where you left Chesapeake, right? Left You're now back to Chesapeake? Yeah. Okay, sorry, you cut out for a moment there. Yeah, you left Chesapeake with the hags, right? Yes. So, yeah, you're you're there. Chesapeake seems a little irked that you left for so long and is a little creeped out by what it's been sitting in. I'm sorry, girl. It's going to be okay. It chitters babblingly. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Ephesma is sitting on the front porch and she's knitting again and smiles warmly as you all approach. Uh, who's holding the eye? That would be me. Make a charisma save. Fuck. Party inspiration. <laughs> That's good. What what kind of die is that? One d six. Okay. So, that's um, that's five. If, <laughs> um, out of curiosity, uh-huh. what let's say that without that bardic inspiration, that would have been a natural one. That doesn't matter. I don't penalize nat ones. Then yeah, that's five. <laughs> uh, so Nalos, you hear her say to you, oh, what a good lad. You've brought me what we've asked for. Would you please kindly hand that to me? And you walk up and hand her the eye. Can I, like, stop him from walking up? Uh, sure. Like, can you... I put a hand in front of him? I... Yeah, I... Uh, I'm gonna cast a uh, hold person before she can grab the eye. Okay. On her or on Nalos? <laughs> on her. Okay. What's the save? Uh, wisdom. And what's the DC? Uh, my spell save DC is 13. 
Okay. So she is going to fail the save. But as she freezes, she looks in your direction and you hear a rush of water and out from the muck behind you, the briar-haired hag rises and shivs you. No. Oh, no. And you take 20 points of damage. Oh. Okay. Uh, and make a con save. Uh, 11? Okay, you are unconscious. You can feel a hot poison course through your veins, and it feels like a warm bed, and you just decide, now is a great time to sleep. Okay. Uh, I believe... Is is the first one still uh, held? I believe hold person's a concentration spell, is it? I, I believe so. Um, uh, concentration it is. Alright, so she's able to freely move again. Uh, I believe we're going to go on initiative because as she rests, as, you know, you guys would probably want to help defend your bard who looked like she just got killed. Um, and, uh, as Ephesma puts her hands on the eye, she smiles widely and grows ten feet in size, bursting through the, the, the porch's roof. Uh, and holds the eye above her, cackling wildly. Uh, yeah, so, initiatives. Do I roll an initiative? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pokey. 20, why have you betrayed me? Uh, 18. Okay. Nara. 8. Vala. Twelve. Nalos. One. Karak. Seven. Necro. Sixteen. I was all like, oh man, I'm gonna hurt these nerds, and then both of these fucking hags do like not that great on their initiatives either. Good. Fuck them. Uh, okay. Fuck this Apache chief, motherfucker. <laughs> so, first things first. Uh, the eye pulses a eerie wave of green energy that shakes over the entire area. Um, the ground dries, so it's no longer muck or mire, nor is it hard, uh, difficult terrain anymore. Ephesma shrinks back to her normal size. The suggestion spell that's placed on Nalos is no longer in effect. And the house disappears as it was clearly an illusion. And now there's just a couple of pieces of items, like a couple mounds of items that were in the house. And a very confused looking black cat. uh, Who scampers into a kettle and upturns it to hide. No, poor kitty. But uh, you hear from that cat as it hides in common. It yells in a booming, almost royal voice, Slay them! Uh, And it is Pahokwi's initiative. Okay. uh, 
How close am I to each of them? You are less than ten feet away from the briar-haired witch that just shivved your bard. Uh, and you're maybe twenty feet away from Ephesma. Who am I gonna fuck up? <laughs> you know what? Nobody takes out the bard who's gonna sing the song of my heroics. So I go for that bit. I rage, also. Right. My bonus action, of course. I attack with my glaive. Uh-huh. Hold on a second. 23. Okay. You hit. Get some damage going. Your weapon sinks deep into the old woman's flesh and she falls to your blade into the muck into a bubbling pile of briar and mash. Hell yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, do you do anything else? Uh, that's all I can do, really. All right, I mean, you could move and, like... Oh, yeah, I, then I, I move in the direction of fucking Apache bitch. Apache bitch? Who is that? Yes, the fucking growing lady. Oh, okay, I see why you said that now. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. It took a sec. Yeah, shook! <laughs> right. Alright, uh... Uh, Vala... Who's struggling with her mute? Sorry. So I guess I do a save throw? Yes. Make a con save with disadvantage. That's real rough. Four. You recover one hit point and, and toss in your sleep. It's Ephesma's turn. She is going to uh, hold the eye close to her chest, almost cradling it like a baby, as she raises her arm towards Nalos and a beam of wicked energy shoots out. Um, does a 23 and a 23 hit you? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, you take 11 points of force damage as the the uh, Eldritch Blasts slam into you, and they both knock you back 10 feet, so you fly 20 feet away from her. Oh, did they do 11 points each, or is that total? In total. Okay. <laughs> Alright, uh, next is... Am I, am I still standing, or am I, like, prone? You're You're standing, but, like, you know... Then I've you're, been shoved. Yeah, you've been shoved 20 feet away from her and are like, you know, one knee on the ground and one knee up and you're easily able to rise again. Okay. Uh, Nara. Wait. 
Necro. Yeah, let's 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 fuck some people up. How close am I him to the uh, Thesma? Uh, she's maybe fifteen feet away. Uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw a, I'm just gonna shoot her with an Eldritch blast. Fuck yeah. Because I'm tired of this bitch, even though her soup was delicious. Alright, that's one. Grab my die. Okay. I rolled a 16. Alright, so she's going to use a reaction and put the eye in the way of the Eldritch Blast, and it's going to absorb it and shoot it into Pahokwi. (laughs) Fuck! Uh, Bahokwi, does an 18 hit you? Yes. Alright. You take 5 points of damage and are hurled back uh, 10 feet. Bahokwi or me? Bahokwi. Shit. Sorry, bro. I mean, how could you have known, right? I mean, yeah. Do you want to do anything else with your turn? I know you have a bonus action. I move still. Um, I'm 15 feet away. Yeah, I'll move. Can I move in front of, like, Bahokwe? Yeah. Like, so you're between Bahokwe and Ephesma? Yeah, just because it's, like, it's the least I can do, man. (laughs) Protect you for for anything else. Yeah. And then I'll end my turn. So, yeah, Bahokwe, you're you're thrown 10 feet away. Sort of stamp your glaive into the ground as you screech to a halt, and as you stand back up, ready for more, and like a gout of air bursts through your nostrils, you see standing in front of you, prepared to stem the tide of more evil magic, Necro. <laughs> this is why characters bond. <laughs> I won't forget what you said to me on the raft. Uh, Nara. I won't forget our moments on no. the raft. Nara, you're... I will not forget our time on the raft, so I'm going to step up with uh, with my little feathered friend and longbow and take a shot at... Let's go with the Fesma, just because she's being mean to a yak. Alright. That is going to be a 23 to hit. That's damage. Good. And six points of damage. Alright. Karak, you're up. Oh boy. Well, fly up and peck her 
eyes out. <laughs> not our heel, our bard. Or well, yeah, I'm not about to go up to her because I don't have the most hit points. <laughs> well, I mean, you have. I mean, I don't know. Do it. Do yeah. whatever you think you can. Um, but I mean, this is not to be meta, but you should know this since I did say it. Uh, she did use her reaction, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, since since I believe the bard is dead, <laughs> and Pokwe just took damage, uh, I'm. Let's see here. <laughs> Don't let that witch's magic get to you, Pokwe. <laughs> just uh, more glaive solves problems. That's what <laughs> I'm talking you, about. You gain seven hit points. <laughs> no, he doesn't actually. No? As oh. your healing magic rides the winds uh, as you've become accustomed and Bahokwi, you see the magic come towards you. A shadowy purple energy claw out of the air snatches the energies and pulls it into the mucky mire of bubbling briar near the bard. And stepping back out of that, you heal the briar hag for seven hit points. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Cara, this is the end of the <laughs> Um, well, uh, and uh, see, that was that was a, a bonus action healing word. Yeah. So, um, does uh, uh wild chip? Does that have to be a bonus action? It, I no, think it's a, you can always. Turn a bonus action into a regular action. Okay. Then I'm going to turn into an ox. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Out of nowhere, Karak turns into an ox. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's my We're turn. We're going to combine and bird theme to our party here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the briar haired hag turns uh, the bard's head to the side and looks at the party who have looked back at her like, hey, I thought you were dead uh, and raises her knife and menacingly grins as she sinks the blade back into the bard. Oh. <laughs> you take 15 points of damage. I take how many? 15. Or, well, I'm, I mean, that puts me at zero. So. All right. That puts, am I, do I go into the negative or do I just call no, it zero? No, negative oh, doesn't exist. You go to zero. Uh, the pain wakes you up uh, just long okay. enough to look at the hag as you slip into a death-like unconsciousness. Uh, okay. So at zero, you now start doing death saves on your initiative. Uh, you roll a d20 with no modifications. If you scroll, mm -hmm. if you score an 11 or higher, you get a death success. If you get a 10 or lower, you get a death save fail. If you get a 1, that's 2 fails, a 22 successes. If you get to 20, if you get to 3 successes before you get to 3 failures, you are stabilized and go to 1 hit point. If you go to 3 um, excuse me, if you go to 3 failures, you die. Okay. If you receive any amount of healing, you are stabilized. If you take any damage, you take a death fail. 
Ancestral protectors have some effect on that bog witch still? No, not at all. She was dead. Okay. Oh. Hmm. So are my ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. It is. Oh. The bog-haired, uh, the briar-haired witch is also going to uh, cast a curse upon. Um, oh, I'm blanking. Uh, Nara. Wait, what happened against me? She cast a curse upon you of some sort. Mm. The effects of which are not immediately obvious to you. Uh, Nalos, your initiative. Wonderful. Okay. Um, Help. Can I run and get onto Chesapeake's back? Yes. Wonderful. So I'm going to do that at first. Okay. Um, Recognizing that it's time for battle, an almost... It rallying cry comes from Chesapeake. <laughs> like, snaps both her claws, like, fuck yeah, let's do this shit. Yep. Alright. Let's go get the creepy one. Alright. Uh, so I'm going to go Which over one's the creepy one. <laughs> uh, the one that's currently about to murder one of our comrades. Okay. And coming very close to that. Uh, so I'm going to have Chesapeake take a swing to grab at the briar-haired witch okay. with her claw. Alright, make an attack. That is a... Shit, I have to find her stat block real quick. That is a 16. That'll hit. Wonderful. Roll damage and then it, it that creature is grappled. Yes. That is six damage. All right. Um, and I want to be certain of this, so I'm going to go ahead and use my action surge now. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to make a attack with my trident. All right. Since it's grappled, you have advantage. Yes. That's a Ooh. 19. You hit. <laughs> Um, and this is also going to be a shit. What is that skill called? That is not the right tab. I'm gonna go on a limb and uh, let you know it's probably unwavering not... mark. Okay. And so, what does that mean? Um, that means that uh, attacking the creature marks them. They have disadvantage attacking anyone other than me. Okay. Um. And I have bonus action things that I can do to that person. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll go ahead and roll your damage because I'm pretty sure you killed the, the hag again. Okay. Uh, that is seven damage? Yeah. So. Chesapeake's still holding on to well, this corpse. No. Because okay. you can't hold water. Damn it. <laughs> so. <clears throat> what happens, you guys see Nalos climb upon Chesapeake in one swift leap. 
and ride to the aid of your bard, Chesapeake grabs the hag and puts both pinchers on it, you know, hands and legs, to which Nalos raises his weapon and slices it in twain, uh, to which falls apart back into a pile, a puddle of uh, bile and, and broth of fucking mush. It's gross. A person broth. Um, and then I'm going to remain right next to our bard in the off chance that somehow this briar bitch comes back again. Okay. <laughs> Pretty vulnerable. This is good. This is fine. All right. The initiative resets and the eye pulses with energy again. Uh, this stuns Ephesma, who staggers back, dropping the eye. Uh, and the puddle that was once the briar-haired witch sizzles and burns away, uh, and you can hear a otherworldly screech come from it. Uh, and as you can see, it sort of fade into nothing and, and be destroyed. Pahokwi, it's your initiative. Um, okay. Well, uh, how far away am I now from Aphisma? Ten feet. Ten feet? Okay, so... Well, I guess, yeah, ten feet. Okay. Then I'm going to... I'm going to attack that bitch. I'm going to get between her and that fucking eye. All right. Twenty-three. All right, you hit. Cool. Eight. All right. So you sink your blade into Aphesma's side, and she crumples onto the weight of your weapon. Uh, you see her dig her nails into the the wood haft of your weapon, and uh almost as if she's imbuing your weapon with some sort of wicked magic. Her nails get stuck in the wood as she slumps off, leaving the nails in the haft. And a blackness spreads through the wood. Uh, not rotting it, but making it look... Uh, what's the word? Oh, evil. Evil. Oh. <laughs> and she dies upon your blade. Uh, I let go of it. Okay. <laughs> Shit's dark, yo. Alright. The weapon rises up from the ground and looks like it's going to attack you. Uh, it is... Necro's initiative. Oh, sorry, yeah. Necro's initiative. Who's? Necro. Okay, so uh, the glaive is going to attack Pahokwe? Yes. Can I attack the glaive so it doesn't attack him? You can. I, I want to shoot that glaive with an Elgic Blast then. Go for it. I'm pissed because my last one didn't land. Right. And I rolled a 15. That'll hit. Roll damage. 
Um, eight. All right. So the blast, like, sinks into the weapon and knocks it into the ground. Uh, and Pahokwe, you can see the nails from the hag's hand fall out of the haft of your weapon. And what was poisoning the, the wood of your weapon leaks out like an inky tar onto the ground. You guys go off of initiative. There are no more threats, but uh, your bard is going to make a, a death save. Okay. Poisoned of some kind. No, it's just time. Yes, I passed the death. All right, you get one death save. All right. So your do bard. Do I just keep rolling? No, no, not right now. Okay. Your party gets an opportunity to resuscitate you before you have to do that again. Uh, so yeah, your bard's bleeding out on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's me. So, I guess the inspector realizes that she's not actually dead. Correct. And, and needs to be stabilized. Yes. Um, do you want to cast a spell or just medicine check? Uh. Ugh. <laughs> spells have not been working out for me. I'm real, I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> Uh, this, this is an evil place. Yeah, I, I do have a plus five to medicine, so okay. I'll just make a medicine check. Yeah. <laughs> eleven. All right. Hey, eleven is more than ten, which is what you need to stabilize a dying person. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Vala, you go to one hit point and are stabilized. Yay! You are weak and not able to rise on your own, but you are awake. I picked the book, so I feel useful. Uh, is, uh, we could set her on Chesapeake for the moment. So no, I am strong. I carry her. Alright, the rogue walks over and throws the bard over her shoulder. No, like, I'm gonna be all dainty I, about I, it. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, I say, bring me to the kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright. Uh, so um, you guys, yeah. sort of responding to that, notice that the cat is back to grooming itself on the table that's just sitting in the middle of what used to be a house, but is no longer a house. The house is gone. Um, as if it was an illusion. And there's just, you know, piles of what used to be in the house lying around. And uh, who approaches the cat? I, I don't know. No, I don't approach the cat. I would say in cat. You know, I'm gonna use my speech of beast, um, and just say, uh, "Give me a a sign of some kind if you can understand me." The cat visibly makes a face and speaks in common. I am not a cat, you simpleton. I am a prince. Ooh, I called it on this one. <laughs> <laughs> are are princes normally cats on here? I mean, up up and listen, you you land folk are odd. All right, like are cats normally noble? We don't see them where we are. No, I our society yeah. is not ruled by cats. So maybe it should be. All right. <laughs> well, noble cat, what is your name? 
well, my name, and, like, puts a paw up to his, like, neck, like, how dare you, and begins to speak. <laughs> but that's where we're going to end it this week. Um, what did you say his name was? I, I didn't. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's where we're going to end it this week. Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons & Dragons P- Paradise Campaign. I am as have been, as always, your Dungeon Master, Kenny, my entire party, the uh, formerly on death's door. Uh, Lauren, until next time. The the druid that can't even trust his own spells. Uh, Clay. The really fucking bothered that he didn't hurt that witch when he got the chance. Whoever wants it, I don't care. Uh, it's your boy Necro next time, guys. <laughs> uh, the one who really doesn't want matted fur anymore. See you next time, guys. This Pahokui out. The sh- the the one who's really, really, finally happy to get usage out of the powerful build c- racial feature. <laughs> Fucking finally. <laughs> and uh. The one who finally got to do the thing that he's envisioned he's been able to do from the beginning with his mount. <laughs> this is Nollis, guys. Thanks for listening. Alright, y'all take good care. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.